Hello. And welcome to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Well, welcome back to Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody and Kathy. Hope everybody's enjoying their summer so far. Like, how's how has our summer been? It has actually been very good. We've taken a lot of close road trips and taken some time off from work, and we've really been able to enjoy the summer. I probably more than any other summer. I'm having fun. Yeah, except for the price of gas on those road trips. Exactly. But I mean, it is coming down. The price of gas is coming down a little. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, over the last week or two, I mean, it's come down like I was over at Costco. It's come down like almost forty cents a gallon. Yep. It so, still takes us about like ninety dollars to fill up our tank. It's crazy. Crazy, but at least it's better than a hundred in the other week. <laughs> yeah, indeed. More treats for crazy. <laughs> More treats for for the dog. For daddy. <laughs> so this week's episode is going to be called what to do with your investment in 2022 on that note you know how's the market doing this past couple months well it's been a little nerve-wracking for everyone involved i i think i i do want to maybe take a step back and and i think just let's take a quick snapshot of what's going good what's going well because there's so much bad news uh going on right now and there's there there is a lot of bad news so yeah because the media always portray like you know create fear for you so it's like every time we turn on the news gas prices inflation ukraine ah the end of the world (laughs) is coming and we know it but i feel fine (laughs) as long as we have our dog. We're good. Yeah. And each other. And a uh, few weapons that I plan to uh, purchase soon. Anyway, so, yeah. So there is a lot of negativity in the news. I, I We tell our clients to try not to watch the news more than once about every three days because they really just kind of uh, throw up the same thing over and over and over, and it, it just gets... So you got to be careful. So what we do is we really want to focus on the... Although it can get kind of boring, but the data, the data is what really shows us a, a more clear picture of really what's going on. So that's what, what we wanted to kind of do today is just, okay, where are we at? What's going well? What's not going well? Where's the market? And 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 possibly what what are some things we can do with our portfolios to shore things up and get ready for uh, a possible recession, which we talked about in our in our previous uh, episode. Yeah, and data don't lie; the media does, or they tweak it. Data don't lie. Yeah, I like that. They no lie. Data no lie. Well, let's talk about some data. So let's start with the bad. Okay. Okay. So the market, the U.S. stock market is down 39% from its 52-week high with the, with the average NASDAQ and small cap stocks down 53% over the last 12 months. So what's considered small cap? Uh, small cap would be your small companies. Those are the companies you haven't heard of. So let's, let's look at a large cap, Facebook, Amazon, mm-hmm. 
Visa, we recognize those companies. Small cap, we, we, most of us don't recognize the names of those companies, but it, they, they, they're more nimble. Kind of uh, like startups, maybe? The, uh, not necessarily startups. Small cap is still like very... Like little companies. Yes, littler than... You have, you have small, you have mid caps, mm-hmm. you have large caps, you have super large caps. Uh, Microsoft would be a super large cap. So, yeah, so taking all of those companies in into aggregate, you're talking, you know, people have lost half of their, their value in their portfolios over the last 12 months. And that's that's a big deal. It's a big deal. Yes. It, it's, it, it creates a lot of fear, obviously. Especially if you're going into retirement and you, you know, you lost almost half of your portfolio. Yep. Yep. Now, one interesting fact is where are the big companies? The big companies are in the S and P 500. Those are the largest U.S. company, U.S. based companies, right? right. So compared to the NASDAQ, which is mainly your technology, a lot of small mid cap size companies, the, the S and P 500 is only down. So it's, it's interesting. You look at the S and P 500 being down 20% over the last 12 months that lets you know the value of owning good assets right now. So, so whatever news you're hearing this is all we talk about, like literally all we talk about, but it comes down to the fundamentals. Know what you own and know why you own it. And a lot of people right now, they're burying their heads in the sand. They're fearful. They're afraid. They get their statement. It's down. They don't want to look at it. And anyway, we'll get into, into that. But, but that's, you know, the market's uh, certainly taken a, taken a toll. Yeah, we tell our clients not to watch the news you know, to watch the news every, every few days. And we also tell our clients to not look at their portfolio every day. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I don't want to give that because it it, it could be bad news too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to log in every single day. And, and, but as long as you know, and and identify what, okay, here's what I own. Here's why I own it. Here's, here's, here's my game plan. Um, That's a, that's, that's a good start. That's a good start. One of the problems is we call them zombie companies, and, and and there's just there's so many bad companies that money has been free for so long. These companies, these smaller companies, have borrowed and borrowed and borrowed, and when you're living on love, we call it interest <laughs> only, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, then you're gonna you're gonna run into problems. And when you when we're in a we're in a mess like this, and the economy is scary, those companies are the ones that you're gonna see. Uh, have problems so zombie companies are they as scary and bad as they sound yes so they're like walking dead like yes they walk exactly they're walking dead they appear to have value they are whatever they are doing to provide value but they're bringing on more debt than than they are making revenue well good thing we don't have any of those (laughs) So it's just important, a lot of speculative, you know, over the last 10 years, we've been in this great bull market and people start just throwing money at the wind and everything I put my money in. We've been here, I've been doing this for 24 years. I just see the same cycle over and over and over and and it's just people stop caring where their money's going because everything's going up and that's, that's just not the case. So our research team, frankly, we we have a great team behind us and we obsess about finding and buying good quality assets. That, that, that's what we do, you know, and although painful uh, for most of us, it could be dramatically worse. 
depending on the assets that you own. So the, the first thing I like to do is open up the hood of anyone's portfolio when I'm looking at it and look inside and see exactly what, what is being owned. We, we had a, a situation the other day. We did a, an audit on a gentleman's 401k and he owned, literally he had 17,000 securities that he owned in his $300,000 401k. 17,000 securities. Yeah, and how much of that is in one company stocks? Well, it's his, this specific case, um, he's in mutual funds. So it was, it was highly, it it was highly diversified. It was like owning a world index fund, except he's paying mutual fund fees. He's paying trading costs. He's paying all the stuff that goes with that. Just go to Vanguard and buy an ETF that represents the world market. And that's what we told him to do. <laughs> well, sometimes you can't because, you know, those 401ks are. No, exactly. You know, exactly. He's retired. He had the opportunity to move it. And he, we yeah. were trying to decide, okay, what are the pros and cons? And we're like, hey, if you want to go to Vanguard, buy an index fund that owns, you know, 17,000 securities, it's going to be about 10 basis points in cost. And he's pay, paying probably two and a half right now. And so. basis point is 0.1%. Yeah. Very interesting. Very interesting times. The other interesting thing that we see going on is, you know, when things get scary, people run to treasuries. They run to bonds. And the interesting scenario we're in is there's no safe havens right now. I mean, there's no safe haven. High-grade bonds are still getting clobbered. Uh, treasuries are down 26% year-to-date. That's a, tre- that's a government bond. A treasury where people feel like it's a risk-free asset down 26% year-to-date. Investment-grade corporate bonds are down uh, about 19%. Munis are down about 10%. That's a municipal bond. Mm -hmm. So I think people are trying to figure out because that 60-40 balance, you know, most people say, oh, 60% in stocks and 40% in bonds and I have a good asset. I'm allocated appropriately. And that just hasn't held up. What about James Bond? James James Bond? You tell me about James Bond. <laughs> All right. So I think he's getting old. I think he's about ready to mature. I thought he would Except they keep recreating new bonds. Right? Because once the bond matures, <laughs> once you it can, matures, you roll it into a new one. Yep. That you can look at, right? Yep. Well, it's the same concept though, right? Yeah. With treasury bonds and corporate bonds. <laughs> same concept I'm, I'm not sure i'm not sure on that when one gets when, oh, old gotcha. that's like you gotta replace it you gotta replace it and that actually is an interesting concept because what what has happened to interest rates over why have the value of bonds fell so if i'm let me just explain this to our viewers but or our, our, our listeners Listen. you can either do two things you can you can give a company your money and have ownership that means you're buying stock or you can lend that company or the government money and that's a bond, right? But when interest rates go up and you're earning a certain amount of interest on that bond, now that bond is worth less because I can go over here as a, as a lender and I can lend for a lot more money. So that bond now becomes less. So, so that's why we're getting the drop in bonds because interest rates are increasing 
and and that just literally uh, has has killed bond values. Now, if you're holding a, a bond as long like you said, as your long as you're holding it to maturity, you're going to get your coupon, you're going to get your interest, and you'll you'll be fine. But once those renew, you're you're going to renew into a lot higher rates. So bonds. Last year we were like, why do we own all these bonds? And this year they're 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 coming in handy, and, and it's probably time to start looking at uh, good quality bonds. And if you're holding bonds, don't log into your um, brokerage account and <laughs> yeah. see, oh my gosh, my bond values. No, if you hold it to maturity, you're going to be fine. Just yeah. breathe. Yeah, and that's, we don't do a lot of bonds in funds, right? In mutual funds. We do individual bonds because when you're doing them in mutual funds, other dumb people are selling their bonds. They're buying bonds at stupid times and it's affecting your valuations and it's costing you money it's just stupid yeah that's investing 101 <laughs> anyway so that's uh bonds are, are are a little more complicated for people to understand but that's what you're doing you're just lending your money out and that loan just became worth less because i can go over here and lend out my money at a higher rate so and then like daily living things like how do you see prices or whatever how's that affecting us every day well, like you said, I mean, we've had to adjust three or four trips this year. Uh, we haven't had to, but we've, you know, I want to, I want to <laughs> keep a, a nice cash reserve, and it's eating into our cash. And I, I want to make good decisions around what we're doing. But you know, and then you go to fly. Look at the airlines are just out of control right now, uh, trying to buy a ticket anywhere. So inflation is having an impact everywhere we go. Right, looking out, we're trying to buy a car for our my daughter uh, Sophie, and. Uh, now, one good sign is we are starting to see more vehicles, <laughs> but it's still, they're very pricey. They're hard to get. But this is the first time in a while where there's like incentives at yeah, a car yeah, lot. It's yeah, like, yeah. hey, I'm like, wait, how many cars have we bought in the last three years? And there's no incentive. Nope, this is the price you're yeah. paying. There's no negotiation. And, and, and that's a sign, right, that what the Fed is doing is working. And people are, what the Fed is doing by raising rates is scaring the hell out of people. You know, gas, and that, it's not just the Fed. It's, it's, every, it's everything else going on. We have a war. We have inflation's out of control. We have all this stuff. So people are freaking out. But what we have to understand is the market has been too hot. It's been too hot for too long. And this is a, this is a needed slowdown. If we don't slow this economy down, well, none of us are going to be able to afford to buy anything. Right, so it is working, and and one sign of that is I'm starting to see used cars again on the side of the road with a for sale sign. I didn't see that a couple of weeks ago. Uh, something else that we're starting to see. Uh, well, let's let's finish with the bad. But yeah, I mean, just increasing rent, obviously, just just you know, increasing interest rates. So to buy a house, I mean, my payments five hundred dollars more a month than I if I would have bought a house last month. This is crazy over a thirty year time frame. That makes a huge difference. So. Uh, you know, we're, we're not going to drill down on all the things causing this inflation as, as we can see it everywhere, but some things are easing and, and, uh, and some things are getting, getting worse. So we talked about the airlines, mortgage rates, uh, labor. Let's talk about labor for a minute. What do you see happening in, in the labor market? Well, there's more laid off, especially in big corporate companies. Because, you know, during COVID, everybody's so used to working from home. And now they're just saying, like, you got to be back in the office. And people are just are either saying, I don't want to come back to the office 
or the companies are saying, wait, we can do more for less Yep. with less people. That's so exactly right. yep. that's, yeah, I talk to a lot of CEOs, a lot of our friends that are CEOs that are running. They tell me that the, the inmates have kind of been running the, the institution mm-hmm. and it it's changing. You even look at Facebook, Facebook did a, they just did a bunch of layoffs. They, pretty much told the people that are left that they need them coming back into the office. They're increasing their expectations on output. And I, it's just, it's, it's been a, an employee's uh, world over this last year, year and a half, two years. And, and, and it's, it's definitely changing. The one industry that's um, probably is not affected by all this is the hospitality because they always have shortage of people, especially since COVID because nobody Mm -hmm. wants to work fast food. Nobody wants to work in restaurants. We go out to eat and there's signs that says, please be kind to those that show up to work Yeah, because people's like, well, I'm not, I'm not going to work restaurant business or whatever. We go out to eat quite a bit and I mean, the service over the last year is just degraded a bit. What, what can you do? It's not like everyone. Yeah, and now everything's start. on this like pad where it's like, okay, here, tip me in front of me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then there's like, usually it's 10, 15, yeah. 18, or 20. It starts at 20. Now it starts at 20, 22, 25. And I'm like, do like, I appreciate you showing up for work, but for the service I'm getting, it's like really like and i'm supposed to tip you 20 yeah. percent well they're doing their best so they just, are doing their help, best you help so people out. yeah we do you give you give and you get yeah you give what you get and a little more and a little more all right let's talk about let's talk about is there good things are there good things happening in in, the, in this economy i don't know i haven't seen any <laughs> except for gas prices going down a little bit but yeah. Why don't you tell me if there's if you see anything good? Well, I, I just see a couple things. So if you look at the stock market and you look at the performance of the stock market and you go back 100 years, look at the earnings of those companies and it almost identically mimics the price for that stock. So what does that mean? It means if these companies, if, if my investments are earning that earning is going to turn into stock price. It's going to provide value to me. And so if there's a lot of indicators we can look at, but, but the one indicator that usually tells the clearest picture is earnings and they just can't be faked. It's real bottom line cash flow. So same with margins, you know, how healthy are these earnings? You know, are, are we actually creating more margin or do we have less margin? So earnings are one side of it. Margin is the other side of it. Are we actually profitable? So, so, so earnings continue to go up. That's what I see. And so I'm, I'm excited about that. I, I, it, I see a slowing of earnings, but it hasn't, it hasn't begun to, to turn yet. So is that why the stock market this week have gone up? Because yep. earning reports are it's starting great. to come out. That's exactly right. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, the other thing is the average balance sheet for the U.S. household, so for us individuals, is better, still better than it's ever been. People are starting to bring out the credit cards. They're starting to borrow some money to, to, do, to do the things they need, but it's still historically, personal debt to income ratio is still really low. 
so I, that's a positive because that can help these families if we do uh, come into an inflation uh, recession. Yeah, and it won't be like 2008, you know, where borrowing is high, debt to income ratio is super high. Yeah, and then so that's on the personal level, and then on on the business side of things, in 2008, banks were holding one trillion dollars of cash. Today, they're holding nine trillion. $9 trillion of cash. Banks have never been in a better position than they are today. Actually, banks are looking for ways to lend money, money out. They just can't find more opportunities. And that's where you run into problems still on the housing part is unless you, you're, you have really good credit. Well, if you want to buy anything, you just have to have, you know, there's very specific, they're, they're getting really specific on who they're lending to, but they're looking for more opportunities to lend. As kind of going into pre-COVID, for every dollar that a bank took in, they would lend out about a dollar and 10 cents. Okay, so that's obviously not sustainable. Today, for every dollar a bank takes in, they lend out about 60 cents. So when you take all that cash and say, like, are we in a recession? It's just, that's why people are so confused because it's like we have all this cash still sitting out there. Now, what does that mean for the future? And we'll talk about that here in a minute. I just think it feels negative and it feels heavy because we've just had such a good economy for so long. It's been running, running too, just too hot. So the Fed's policy, is it what the Fed's been doing all along? Is it working? pretty good that's why we're in like our economy is still pretty good well i think just kind of the things we've talked about like home sales are slowing that's it's working right that's a that's actually a good thing uh used cars are coming back online that's a good thing durable goods have essentially fallen off a cliff so i mean people have been home they've bought their freezers their fridges their you know everything that they need uh, they're not buying those things anymore so so that's a little bit of a, a you know a little interesting tidbit uh, manufacturing is slowing so that's obviously you know what what the fed is essentially trying trying to do it's it's like we're trying to slow an economy down without going into recession and it's such a fine a fine line so it is definitely working i just don't want to see us moving moving too far into a into a recession i mean oil here's another like sweet spot oil is down 20 percent over the last month so oil per barrel has really come down. I, 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 you were just telling me today, I think Ukraine and Russia signed a deal to try and... Oh, no, that was around... That's uh, not oil. No, that wasn't oil, sorry. That was like grains yeah. or wheat. Yeah. To, to allow Ukraine to ship out their wheat, which was, you know, even wheat has gone down in price. And you think, well, Ukraine and Russia account for a third of the exports of wheat in the world. And yet wheat has come down in price. So that's a good thing like that. You know, there are some good, there are some silver linings that are happening. Um, oils come down. Uh, inventories are way up. Walmart, they're up 32% over the last 12 months for their inventory. Amazon's up 50%. And so the supply isn't necessarily there. And so these inventories are building back up. And so it, it, it just has switched very quickly on us where supply chain issue that we face Earlier at the beginning of COVID, it seems like that's been resolved. Yeah, yeah, I think it's for the most part, right? There's right. still some, there'll, there'll be some lagging uh, supply chains for sure. And we're going to feel those pains for, for quite some time. 
So what's the game plan? Here's kind of our working thesis. The economy is is already slowing on its own. You know, the Fed's doing its thing. We honestly, my take is the Fed probably doesn't need to hike rates like as much as they think they do. I feel like they're, they're being a little aggressive, but we'll see how it goes. We, we may get another uh, 0.75 here uh, increase shortly. But there is definitely a high probability for a short recession, which we've talked about. I think, and short being the key word you, you'd mentioned that your gut was it's going to be a shorter recession because, because the fundamentals are, are so good. Low probability for deep recession. So what should we do in, you know, what should we do this year, the rest of the year? We're kind of halfway through the year into the last year of, you know, we're going to feel a little bit of a recession. Mm -hmm. Stock prices are very, very volatile. Like what, what do you suggest? Well, I think we're going to see earnings start to slow significantly. And, and, and actually with the earnings increasing like they have, and the market dipping like it has, it's created a lot of buying, uh, some buying, not a lot, uh, some buying opportunities. Does the, does the market have more room to fall? I think it does. And I, you know, I think we're probably another five to 10% away from the bottom. And there's a lot of things that we look at to determine where that is. But, you know, stocks could take another leg lower. Uh, the housing shortage is going to continue to improve. Most supply chains are getting better. Uh, some inflationary pressures are going to last a little longer, but I but we we see things resolving uh, in that area. So the game plan, you know, what? Okay, here I am. I have my portfolio. I have my financial plan. Now, now I think that's what you're asking. Like, what what the what do I do now? Right? Yeah. What do I do now? Where do I go from here? The the key for us has always been. We'll say it a million times. Know what you own and why you own it. And when your brother in law comes to you for a uh, Loan for some business he wants to start, make sure that you're disciplined and that you're making wise decisions because, again, during during tough times is when the, the dead fish float to the top, so to speak. So we want to be very careful. We want to make, we make sure we're buying good assets. And there are good opportunities right now to buy some of those assets. Rebalancing your portfolio is critical right now. So how do I do that? Well, I would talk to your financial advisor. <laughs> that, and that's something I, obviously we can't make recommendations on because we don't know your, your specific situation. But make sure you, uh, you, maybe you own, over the last 10 years, you've, you've moved into too much equity positions, too, too many stocks. Uh, maybe you, you've been into not enough equity. So again, make those decisions. Go back to your portfolio, look at what you own. And and re you know make sure you're working with someone to, to allocate that appropriately. Avoid complacency. That's that's you know be intentional. We tell people have a game plan. What is your plan? Is it written down? Are you are you communicating with? Do you have someone holding you accountable to that plan? Know what you're doing. Have a game plan. Have a plan in place. What if my game plan is just hope? Hope for the best. Well, hope is not really a good investment strategy usually. <laughs> but you know if there's something not built right in your portfolio let's fix it Let, let's 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 identify what it is and let's fix it yeah. own high quality assets we talked about staying away from those zombie companies expect more volatility this is we're we're just you know, we're halfway through the year you know some people are saying the market's going to end up up 
Some are it's going to end up way down. We're not we're not in that we're not in the business of trying to look in the crystal ball. We don't know where this is going, but we 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 just all we can do is look at the data. But definitely, we have more volatility coming. Of course, because you know we don't know what's what's going on in the world. You know, the war in Ukraine is kind of slowing down, but you never know. You know where the EU like for the first time. In 20 years, the US, U.S. dollar is slightly stronger than the euro. That barely happens. Usually the euros is pretty, is stronger than the dollar. Well, with all that said, it is interesting because if next quarter, all of a sudden, some of this data looks different for the feds and they decide not to raise rates... We could see a big flip on this thing where people come racing back to the stock market because we, we, we start receiving some good news and all of a sudden we could, we could, we could see this thing rip uh, the other way. Everyone's like so worried about the market just falling apart and the economy falling apart. Hey, this is a different time. We're in a different scenario than 2008, than the year 2000. There's a lot of liquidity. Companies are healthy if you own the right ones. No, have a plan. Make sure you're following that plan. Don't bury your head in the sand. Look at your portfolio. Those are those are the things because this thing could turn in a positive direction. You yeah. make make some some good money. We just have to make sure that we don't make emotional decisions. Correct. Well, that's been very informative and it's been helpful for for me as an investor and hopefully for our listeners. But, you know, in in reality, everything is done is done through love. Like you got to love yourself, love your portfolio. Love your know, portfolio. Love, love, your, love your money. <laughs> love your money, right? So it's like you got to plan ahead, think ahead. And you love your portfolio, you love your money, then you love your family, you have a good life. And that's all that matters. That is. All right. Till next time. All right. And we're out. And we're out. That's it for this week's episode of Love, Life, Money, and a Cup of Coffee with Cody Kathy. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss a thing. This is Cody and Kathy wishing you a love-filled life full of prosperity. Have a good week. Peace out. Peace out.